This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. It's my pleasure to welcome Randy Dixon with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History back with us. Randy, what, what was that music that we just heard? Well, that was from a musical group called The Group, uh, formerly known as the Dan Blocker Singers. Uh, young people in the 60s out in Los Angeles who uh, would play clubs and uh, were actually on some variety shows. And they met Dan Blocker, who, as you know, was Hoss on Guns, uh, Bonanza. the Bonanza show. Yeah. Yes. And um, they became the Dan Blocker Singers and toured around and um, sort of became disenchanted with Hollywood and the life out there and wanted something new and uh, ended up moving to Arkansas to, to see. They, they heard a lot of good things about Arkansas and uh, wanted to see what it was like here and see what sort of opportunities they could have. Um, they were led by uh, a young man by the name of Dixon Bowles. And um, it was, for lack of a better term, a commune. It mm-hmm. was a, a group of, but it was it was also a business commune. At the time, they were singers and entertainers. But uh, he, Dixon Bowles talked to KTV uh, about his, the, the philosophy of, this uh, organization that he called the group. Specifically, we're trying to find, or I won't say we're trying to find, I think we have succeeded in finding. At this point, we're trying to make viable a mid-ground between two cultures now, what has come to be called the establishment and uh, what has come to be called the third world movement or the, uh, uh, the hippie movement or whatever other words might be appropriate. In other words, these two polarized extremes. And our, uh, our task, as we have seen it, has been to find the mid-ground, feeling that the extremes of materialism, you know, is, is not good, and neither is the extreme of nihilism. And uh, our task has been to find a mid-ground that was managed to salvage the constructive aspects of, the, of, of what, uh, I hate those <laughs> redundant phrases, but the establishment, uh, the to salvage the best part of that and to salvage the best part of what is up and coming, you know, with the, with the new culture and uh, avoid the radical extremes of, of both. And it was Dixon Bowles, who was the leader of the group, who started a singing group but then became much more, and they had, well, we hear more in these archives from the Prior Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. We hear more about what their, I don't know, group philosophy was. Well, I'd have to say that most of the problems that the society outside will have, will have here too. And um, interrelationships, sometimes personal conflicts. But the thing that is so good about the group is that nothing passes by. If there is a personal conflict, um, we try to resolve it immediately, either by direct conflict or confrontation, mm-hmm. or through a third person. And it's usually resolved. That, that was Dixon Bowles' uh, wife, his ex-wife. And, um, you know, keep in mind, this is 1970. Mm-hmm. So it had sort of, you know, a, a hippie philosophy, it sounded like. But these these folks were, you know, far from hippies. Right. Um, you know, their drugs were prohibited. And as they called it, 
Uh, back then, free love was prohibited in the group. But uh, one of the members talked to Channel 7 about, you know, the, the first impressions that uh, they would receive from people when, when they would come to it rural Arkansas. First reaction normally is that um, we're a bunch of hippies, but after people get to know us and and become involved with, with us, they find out that that's not only the furthest thing from the truth, but is really uh, almost comical that they would have assumed that in the first place. Um, when we first moved to Arkansas, the a lot of people came out to see the hippies. A truckload of people came out one Sunday to see the hippies, and they weren't to be found. You mentioned they came to rural Arkansas. Where exactly were they? Well, they they ended up leasing. They were on the Big Piney for a little while, but they leased the lodge on Mount Magazine and came up and started running the lodge. So they ended up uh, evolving from entertainers to entrepreneurs. Hmm. Um, they uh, ran the lodge completely, but um, Dixon Bowles' brother, Clayton, sort of explains uh, his involvement in the group. I originally joined just to be in show business. Now, since then, of course, my, my viewpoint had completely changed because, of course, we're no longer in show business. Uh, I enjoy entertaining as such, but... Uh, as far as the show business aspect, that's no longer the objective, or no. at least your goal. No, not at all. No. The aims of the group are, are quite a bit different now than they were at the time for show business. It's uh, it, it's a much more personal thing. It's not so much uh, uh, out for money, you know, and that kind of thing. So this is the lodge on Mount Magazine. Now it's not the lodge that exists there now. That's run by the state park system. This was this was something else. Right, right. This was just uh, a, a lodge on the mountain. There wasn't a whole lot up there. It wasn't a state park. Um, but they ran this from top to bottom. They uh, they cleaned the rooms. They ran the restaurant. They even had a, uh, a dinner theater there. And so uh, some of the members, you know, might be come out of the kitchen or come from serving tables and they get up on the stage and do a show and uh jim pitcock from ktv went up and spent a few days there uh interviewing and doing stories and um he uh he had these thoughts uh about the dinner theater they had a dinner theater uh i think uh five or six nights a week and the people in Logan County, Paris, Boonville, even as far away as Fort Smith, uh, I mean, they filled the place. The nights we were there, uh, there were no empty tables. It was full uh, both nights. And uh, we interviewed several of, uh, of the people in the audience. They had driven over from uh, Paris and... Uh, I think I remember interviewing some folks uh, from Van Buren, and I think a couple of people had come up from uh, Russellville, and they 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 were on the mountain. They were at Mount Magazine for uh, I think a couple of years, and and it was a hard life because at the time they didn't have a water source. Uh, on top of the mountain, and they had a 
uh, truck, which they converted into a water tanker, and a couple of members of uh, the organization would drive down to Paris a couple of times a day, and they would bring the water back up, and they had to have enough water to take care of the rooms that they were uh, leasing every night and also take care of the folks who were living there, members of the group. And then, of course, they also had to have enough water to take care of the restaurant. It's former KATV News Director Jim Pitcock talking about the time he spent covering, watching, reporting on the group when they were in uh, Logan County. How many members do we know? How many folks made the trip into Arkansas? Well, I think um, at, at the beginning there were probably about 60 to 80. Wow. Um, yeah, there, there were quite a few. And uh, they all, of course, had, had assigned jobs, but they varied. And like I say, some would entertain or some would clean rooms or some would cook. And um, they, they would switch off. And um, they all had a great work ethic, um, as one of the members here says. A lot of people, I think, might view it as an escape when they first come here. They see it's a, it's a situation where you don't have to go to a, a day job that you may not like. You're always going to be with friends. You're going to be with nice people. And it doesn't, that uh, idea doesn't last long. There's more work that goes on here internally as well as externally than... Uh, than is ever called for. And those people that have the illusion that it's going to be an escape either leave very quickly or go through a tremendous change. All right, so the group, as they're called by the time they're in the lodge at Mount Magazine, I mean, obviously they're not at Mount Magazine and, now. What happened? And, and they're actually the, the group incorporated at this okay. point. They're, they're like a financial commune, and they, they do a lot of work. They, they campaign for uh, Winthrop Rockefeller. Hmm. Uh, they did work for him uh, up on Petty Jean, mm-hmm. and they were they were beginning to get very involved in in the community in that area. And uh, then tragedy, uh, I guess, double tragedy struck in the same week as Dixon Bowles explains here. It's probably been the most uh, definitely. It has been the most dramatic year of our seven years. We started the year off in February. February 5th, after closing magazine for the season, February the uh, 3rd, I think it was, Mount Magazine Lodge uh, burned down. And uh, in an hour and a half's time, the thing that we had uh, had all of our hopes pinned to at that time was gone, just completely gone. And uh, this was really a blow, you know, and we, we uh, recovered from it pretty quickly, had a meeting about it, trying to determine where we would go from here, you know, in light of of that calamity, uh, what did it now mean in terms of the economic support of the group? And it meant a lot. Uh, And then February 5th, uh, there was eight of our boys who worked at uh, Winrock Farms were returning from work and were hit by a tractor-trailer rig. And uh, five of them were killed and three of them were hospitalized. And uh, that was two days after the lodge burning down. So the lodge is gone. The things have have turned members are gone yes some things have gone south and (laughs) i guess now that i think about it they literally go south yes they go to greer's ferry 
which at the time was an even smaller community called Westside. Mm. And um, they really started to make an impact there. Um, but things didn't go very well. And I talked to financial advisor John Barnes, who uh, became involved, not involved with them, but actually bought uh, their newspaper when they left Greer's Ferry. But he talks a little bit about what he knew about their their time and not so successful time in Greer's Ferry. They came into Greer's Ferry and really started to do things that could help the community, like they started a volunteer ambulance service. Uh, they had a very successful dinner theater, and I think they were trying to form a chamber of commerce. And Cleveland County, because of the uh, Greer's Ferry Lake, was going through a lot of changes and those people that were native to the county was having a little bit difficult time adjusting to all of these newcomers coming in and the group though their efforts you know were positive and they were trying to do good for the community uh the, lo the longtime residents got a little nervous about it and there was a incident and the incident uh, caused the group to decide to relocate in to Little Rock. Uh, started divesting of their businesses. You know, Randy, I grew up in a small town in Arkansas, and um, you know, outsiders are looked on with, I guess, what I would um, call suspicion, and especially if more than one or two come at the same time, and it just didn't take off in Greer's Ferry. Right. And, you know, I was looking at an article from 73 from the New York Times, and it it was described as a night riding incident. Yeah. It, uh, there were there were gunshots, uh, 10 gunshot holes in, in a building, uh, 100, 100 stones were thrown at, at their at their building. Um, considerable damage was done. Twenty three people from the town were arrested mm. because of it. And, it. and it's really unfortunate because, um, you know, they own seven businesses. They started the first Chamber of Commerce and the first Optimus Club in that <laughs> town. And they just, you know, they they weren't wanted, which which is really sad. Yeah, it's, and, um, you know, well, I just when you when you hear. You know, on the on the surface, a story about you know this group comes in and people are suspicious. It's a, it can sound a little uh, unnerving or scary, but then when you hear they wanted to start a chamber of commerce in an Optimus Club, that sounds a little yeah. less uh, intimidating. And, and some of them were Boy Scout and Girl Scout leaders, and they were members of the Baptist and Methodist churches. And you know, it's just hmm. it was really unfortunate that that it happened that way. And Again, Channel Seven KATV talked to Dixon Bowles, and he and he uh, he was very uh, optimistic about it, or, or what they were, how they dealt with it. As to why it happened, um, there's a tremendous amount of uh, misunderstanding in the community uh, about the nature of the group incorporated. We haven't been able, I don't think, to uh, make it clear to a certain number of people. What, it's, what it is that we're doing or why. And unfortunately, there aren't a whole lot of people among this antagonistic group that seem willing to uh, listen. 
We held a meeting last Wednesday, and this is something that's been going on for a while. We held a meeting last Wednesday with the board of directors of the Chamber of Commerce and several ministers in the area, and uh, to try to find some way to build a bridge. You know, it's one thing to discuss a problem, but it requires uh, listeners as well as talkers, and we as yet haven't been successful in doing that. Basically, I think there's a lot of misinformation and a tremendous amount of misunderstanding. So they leave Greer's Ferry and they go to? Little Rock. Hmm. And, and they're here to this day. Um, they moved to Little Rock. They, they buy some, uh, some property and homes in the Quapaw area of downtown Little Rock, uh, continued to grow. And then in the early 80s, Dixon Bowles started developing uh, computer uh, software and uh the result ended up being in the early nineties, Aristotle, which I'm sure you've heard of. Oh so, yeah. Yes. Um, a major internet provider and uh, web designer, and it's still thriving uh, to this day. You know, they've really made an impact on, on the state. And it was just this group of singers, the Dan blocker singers who, uh, gathered some friends and came to Arkansas for, uh, you know, financial opportunity. And it ended up, you know, they had some hardships, but it, it really paid off. I talked to Jim Pitcock about sort of his impressions uh, of them, you know, the, the whole idea of hippie or, or whatever. And th- this is sort of how he, he summed them up. They were all... A in, very intelligent, and they are all very clean cut. And Randy, they really had the knack for making money, and they still have it today. Randy Dixon is with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Just put into a search engine, Pryor Center, you'll have hours if not days of entertainment and interesting history ahead of you. These archives digitized. Lots of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> the archives are digitized. They're originally from KATV, except for the original interviews that Randy does for these segments. And this is all made possible through the Tyson Family Foundation gift to the Prior Center. Randy, we don't know what we're going to be talking about in a week, but I'm sure it will be interesting. I'll work on it. I'll see you in a week.